gathered this morning to celebrate the Eucharist. Standing here this day, the delegated authority from the bishop. Uh, the bishop today is a Cebu uh, to bless the expanded buildings that were allowed to the Church of the Holy Family because they expand the place, believing also that they will expand the numbers. That's what the ability of God can do, even as we make manifest the kingdom of God. We come today before the presence of God, and God would like to remind us that we come to Him in humility of heart, acknowledging the grace and mercy that He has so freely given upon us. Each and every one of us, one way or the other, would say, we have received the grace and the mercy of God, and still continually receiving the grace and the mercy of God today, tomorrow, and when our life ends, we still receive the grace and the mercy of God. God always shows us His mercy and His grace because He wanted us to realize his goodness and His mercy. He wanted us to realize that He is the source, that we always need God in our lives. Isn't that what John says in his Gospel, that apart from Him, we are nothing? So the goodness of God would always lead us into repentance. The goodness of God would always lead us to acknowledge that grace and that mercy that He's so freely given upon us. Do we deserve of that grace and of that mercy? You think you would say to yourself, I am deserving of that grace and of that mercy. We are not. When we come to Him, when we come to our God, we come to Him and present to Him most of the time our needs. So that simply shows that we come to Him because we know He is the source. He has everything. Even if sometimes we say that the impossible things we brought us before our God, knowing and believing that we could find the answers, right? So we come to Him and present to Him our needs. And should we not also come to Him as children? For us, children, who are here, parents, and has children. They make mistakes, right? They irritated us, what they did, what they say, but still the love that we show to them is a change. We still love them. 
you want them to say sorry, you want them to repent of their actions. God wanted us also to come to Him and acknowledge Him. Say sorry, repent for Him. Isn't that what our responsorial psalm says? The responsorial psalm says that show me your ways, teach me your path. And then he continues saying, do not remember my sins, nor my transgression. In your great goodness, show me your mercy. So there is this, we say, the acknowledgement. There is this, we say, knowing our position. Who are we? Who is God? In our gospel reading for today, uh, the older version of the gospel that we have uh, taken from our old uh, Book of Common Prayer, the dictionary. The old one started verse 28, but in our uh, dictionary today, taken from the ICCC, which they probably taken this from the RCL, starts with verse 23. And it says in verse 23 Now, when he came into the temple, Chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you authority? What is that that, that the, the scribes, the leaders, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, the elders of the people trying to say to the Lord Jesus Christ when they ask him, by what authority are you doing these things? If you are going back from the early verses of this chapter, you would find in that verses, from verse 1, the triumphal entry of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that the people hailed him as king, praises him as the son of David, that title of which the Pharisees, the elders, the scribes, the Sanhedrin are irritated because Jesus was born in a simple family of a carpenter and a plain housewife, Mary. Not from the tribe of these Pharisees, the elders, the people, the scribes, the Sanhedrin. He was born in a simple family. And they questioned, by what authority are you doing these things? Healing the sick? Making the lame to walk? Opening the eyes of the blind? Let loose the tongue of those who had impediment in speech. They do and they understand that the one who do these things 
for bringing power and his given authority. And so they questioned the Lord Jesus Christ, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Even teaching in a temple. Remember one of the uh, letter that in the gospel we can read how that their eyes were fixed to Jesus because he taught them not us the scribes and the Pharisees because he taught them as one having authority so they questioned who gave you the authority to teach in our temple? You did not graduate in our school. I don't even, probably some of the older Pharisees and Sanhedrin described and say, you're not even my student. You're not even registered in our school. As you teach in our temple, you speak these things in our temple, who gave you the authority? What authority are you doing these things? They were intimidated. They were jealous. They tried to catch Jesus, throw him away, to eliminate Jesus. Jesus would not, the name Jesus would not be heard again. They tried everything to stop Jesus. Although in the end they succeeded, they don't realize that it was God's plan. What was the motivation? Is it the heart of this? Pharisees, scribes, the leaders, was jealousy. So they came to Jesus asking, but what authority? Trying to catch Jesus as a word, in his word. But we can see here the response of Jesus. How that he says to, to them. Verse 24, but Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which, if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. So he throws a question to the Pharisees, leaders, and the scribes, and says, The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned about themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? For if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. 
Jesus says today is Christ, the leader to the Pharisees. Okay, before I uh, answer your question, let me also ask you one thing. What about John? What do you think John is doing? What do you think about the ministry of John the Baptist? What could you say? Where was the authority of John King? Because John also preaching of the repentance, John preaching about the remission, the acknowledging of sins, repenting. Isn't that what John preached in the wilderness? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is the message of St. John. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so Jesus asked the question, where this authority do you think comes from? They knew the answer. The scribes, the Pharisees, the elders of the people, the Sanhedrin, knew the answer. They say, if we say from heaven, then they say, why then did you not believe that this message comes from God? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. They understand, they knew. They were the teachers. They were the guardians of the law of Moses. They understand, they knew. That is their job. And so, they say also, but if we say that this authority comes from men, they understand also another thing. Because men could not give such power and authority to someone, not unless that person is in higher authority. So they say, we say this comes from men, they fear the people because they consider John as a prophet sent by God. The people understand more. Not that he they understand only, but they responded to the message of the prophet John the Baptist. So they came into the water of baptism. John presents the people. They came to the baptism of John. The remission of sins. That is what John baptizes. So the people came. And so they answer, we do not know. Is that really the answer? Or because they don't want to be 
think their decisions, their actions. They didn't want to be humiliated in the presence of the people. So they say the neutral ground is we do not know. Hmm? They do not understand. They are the guardians of faith. And so Jesus speaks a parable to them. In verse 27, the answers of the scribes, the leaders, Pharisees, we do not know, and said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority do these things. Then in verse 28, he says, But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go and work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. The father asked the son to work his vineyard. For here are sons and daughters in Christ. We are now sons and daughters of God. We are now family, right? Look at our gospel. In our gospel, the father asked the son to work in the vineyard. Not only that he is a son in the kingdom, but he also is expected to become a co-laborer with the father in his vineyard. So God expects each and every one of us also to become a co-laborer with him in his vineyard. Though we are sons, God also expects from us working for the kingdom. Get that? When we are sons and daughters, that does not exempt us from doing the work of the kingdom. So he says, I will not serve, but afterward he regretted it. He changed his mind. He changed his heart. Probably he was sorry for what he says. And the frustration that he gave to the Father, the pain that he gave to the Father in turning down to offer the Father to become part of the world. That is the heart of the Father. And probably in frustration also the Father seeking hope to the second son and asked the second son said 
Fun. Go work today in the vineyard. And the second son says, I will serve. I will go. Find that. Verse 30 says, I go, sir, but he did not. This yes were actually no. The first one, the first time. You are going to uh, make your imagination work. The first son says no, but afterward, he regretted it. There is this span of time, right? Afterward. I don't know how long that time was. Probably an hour, but probably not the whole day because he went into the world. The vineyard. But the second son, it says here, he says, but he did not. He just wants to please the father by saying yes, but actually in his heart, I will not do it. Because it says there is no such spot of time here. He says yes, but he did not go. He wanted to please the father by saying yes. The first one disappointed the father by saying no. But that son, the first son, Sorry for the words that he says in answers to the Father by saying no. And he repented. He regretted and went. Right decisions. So if you're going to look at these illustrations that the Lord Jesus Christ presents to the leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the elders, the in the presence of those who attend the temple's mass. This parable does not always speak to the leaders. speaks to each and every one of us. We're going to look at that. Although the, the point of the parable of Jesus is to address the attitude of the leaders at the time, Pharisees, the scribes. But these two sons also, it speak to each and every one of us, not only to the leaders, to each and every one of us. 
first son. Jesus, in this illustration, says that the father asked him to go to the vineyard. And asked him, work. Become part of our business. My business. That is what the father is trying to say to the first son. Have the heart. Have the joy of doing also our business. It's not just my business. This is our business. Work with me. He says no. He repents. Beginners realize that, as I said earlier, God is all calling us to become co-workers with Him. Him. The second son says, yes, I will. But in his heart, he did not. So Jesus asked the Pharisees, which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you, the tax collectors and harlots Enter the kingdom of God for you. He says, Jesus said to them, Surely I say to you, the tax collectors and harlots enters the kingdom of God for you. Now in verse 32 says, For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe. The message of repentance that John the Baptist proclaimed, and even the message of repentance, Jesus. In his first ministry, also declares the same words as John the Baptist proclaimed Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Isn't that what the Lord Jesus Christ also proclaimed and declares? Now the kingdom of God is within which. Repent. So what the Lord Jesus Christ is trying to say here is that probably each and every one of us would like to be identified with the first son, right? The son who says no and then repents and do the work of the father. And for some of us, for many of us would say, I don't want to be identified with the second son who says yes, but actually he didn't want to go to the work. 
But the message that God would like to see here is that what Jesus Christ says here. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. You choose not to believe. You choose not to obey. You choose not to respond to that grace, to that mercy that God is extending. They did not respond. They choose not to respond. Although God expects them to repent, God expects them to acknowledge. God expects them to recognize their position and God's position. Who is the one who needs of grace and mercy? And who is the giver, the author of grace and mercy? It says here, they did not believe him. So speaking about the second son. But the first sons here, it says, But the tax collectors and harlots believe him. And when you saw it, you did not relent and believe him. This is the first son. They were sinners. Not only that they failed, but they choose to walk in sin. The harlots, that is their business. So I'm going to expand about that. You know what harlot is. Or for the terms that we're going to use today, prostitutes. You know what is their business? They knew it's sin, but they, but they still do it. About the tax collectors, they have no choice. The Romans tells them, okay, sit in the tax office, collect the taxes for us. That's their job. They're placed to that. And in order for, for them also to have an earnings that they are going to collect more so that they would have their share or probably would say the earnings or the wages because Romans don't give them the wages. They were just placed there for them to collect the taxes for them. So we say, do it purposely and purposely still we say to fail, we make mistakes, we sin. And what God is expecting from us is for us to have the humility of heart to recognize and acknowledge our sins. The message of repentance that John the Baptist proclaims says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. This is what God is expecting from the first son and the second son. So we might say that the second son, they are the Pharisees, the scribes, the leaders, the elders, the leaders of the church. We see sometimes when we talk about this, we always see the leaders. Because this pertains to leaders. 
And this, the first sound pertains to people. But the true message here is that God both expects repentance from each and every one of us. Probably the leaders. The leaders, they are not superheroes. Make mistakes with faith. Same as you make mistakes with faith. You sin the same as you also commit sins. I'm not standing here today saying I did not commit sin. I am a sinner. And I believe each and every one of us here present today are sinners. Because if you are not, you don't belong in this church. You don't belong in the church of God. Because Jesus says, I came to save those who are sinners to bring them to the house of God. That's why we are here also, to give God thanks for His goodness, for His mercy, for His grace. We worship God because He is gracious, He is merciful, He is faithful in forgiving us of our sins. why we are here to thank God. We are here to offer to God our thanksgiving. We hear some of the teachings that come to our church and be blessed. That is not what we are saying to the people. Come to church Thank God for His goodness. Worship Him. Because of His goodness, because of His mercy, and because of His grace. And God wants us to recognize them, acknowledge them. Yes, acknowledge our position as who we are, sinners. Who we are who God is. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ presenting to that leaders at that time. The hardos, they repented. They came to the baptism of John the Baptist. They recognized their sins. They recognized that the message that John is preaching comes from God and that authority comes from God. And Jesus also preached the same thing. Doing the will of the Father, they asked the question, where that authority comes from? So they brought him to James John the Baptist. Also this message speaks to us of acknowledging our sins Recognizing our weaknesses, acknowledging the mercy, the grace, the message of repentance. In order for us to walk in the way of righteousness, is for us first to recognize and acknowledge our sins, our mistakes. I said this before, I said it again. There is no, there is no forgiveness. 
There is no forgiveness for the self-righteous person. Self-righteous person, someone who does not acknowledge that he is a sinner. They see himself as someone who needs the grace and the mercy of God. And so there is no forgiveness. Not because God cannot forgive and God will not forgive, but because that person sees himself, herself, as a person who does not need the grace and the mercy of God. We are here today because we do we need the grace the mercy of God. And we come to Him in humility of heart, acknowledging truly is gracious, truly is merciful. For us to be able to do that is first to recognize, to come to Him in humility of heart. Let's all stand. Let's stand.